This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife, the sports gambling podcast with the stability of Zion's ankles and the accuracy of Ben Simmons' jump shot. And uh, I'm your host, Joe Public, joined by Rain Man, who is uh, going to give us his big rubber. He's 4-2 and two on his big rubbers. Raymond, why do you call it the big rubber? Oh, Joe, because if Alex Jones bet the big rubber, he'd be able to afford the $965 million judgment. Just bet more with us, Alex, so you can pay back those families with the big pick. Then just go ahead and die, you big old prick. Lock the week. Rain money, baby. Let's go. What I love is at no point, it's like, thank you uh, for wishing death on him on the podcast. Uh, first uh, wish of death for a person, I believe, this season. So that, that marks something. Uh, no one ever time. told you that you had to rhyme these, but you just try to do it on your own, and uh, I semi-respect it. Uh, what's your big rubber pick? What's your lock of the week? Some rules aren't written, Joe, but for my big rubber, we're staying in the big house, and we're taking Michigan minus seven against the Nittany Lions. Oh, it's uh, a big noon kickoff. Another night That would be so much better as a night game. A but big noon kickoff. A, a big rubber in the big house at Big Thank noon. God for TV rights. Uh, Capper, other end of the podcast. Uh, your your rubber's been on a slide, but you feel good about this one. I feel okay about it too. I can't wait to talk about it. what's your what's your big rubber this week. Give me the future best program in the Big Twelve with the best coach in the Big Twelve currently, with a line that got way too cute once it job jumped over three. Uh, Oklahoma State plus four at TCU. Yes, sir. Oh man. I, Mike Leach, I got to say, he he looks like the college football coach that would be most comfortable uh, in an SUV with the windows down eating a breakfast burrito just with sunglasses on by himself. I can just picture that perfectly. Uh, that might be true, but I think you're referring to Gundy. Maybe Gundy. Oh. <laughs> I have Mike Leach That's on a, the brain. That's a disaster. Is that a teaser? No. Is that a teaser? Uh, no, it's not. Maybe. I was just talking about Mike Leach earlier. I just talk about him a lot. Listen, man, this is the real Coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd like a slapdick you are, man. Everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. Watch. We will ban your bookies, wife. Step your game up. Stop being a slapdick. Make today a great day. Man, uh, this is Bang Your Bookie's Wife, and we're just off to a stellar start, aren't we? Uh, <laughs> I'm honestly shook. I can't believe I mixed those two on so disti- such distinct coaches up. Uh, but you know what? Both named Mike. We have another year to atone. Uh, yeah, add it to the Yum Kapoor Sorry stack. Keep it running. I can't list. decide whether they like each other or like fucking hate each other. Mike Leach and Mike Gundy. What do you think? It's the kind of thing where they hate each other, but the first guy's funeral, they get it. <laughs> okay. It's like, I respect him. Sec- I'll show up. Second person we've talked about their death. Uh, Yeah, we should. Okay. Lo- a, lot, a lot of death at the top of this pod. Let's, uh, let's, how about we... Co- new to new beginnings. Uh, It's, uh, you know, we got, an, we got another year to atone. Uh, we don't need to do another. Uh, No more atoning. We, uh... <laughs> Not yet. Follow us on Instagram at bangyourbookieswife. Uh, you can send us an email, bybwpodcast at gmail.com. I don't know why you'd send us an email. We'll probably read it as long as, it, if, as long as it's not a manifesto. Honestly, especially if it is a manifesto. 
Uh, <laughs> send us, send us your manifesto. What the hell is going on? I'm Aaron. I don't know. We're gonna keep. Good lord! We cut Joe We're off today. Uh, cut the mic. Okay, before we get to the before we get to uh, the the big picks, I do want to recap what was a very exciting weekend of college football. Uh, Mostly, uh, I'd love to cover exactly how wrong Rain Man was in the Texas OU game. Okay, first of all, first of all, I <laughs> went 2-2 two and two and hit my rubber last week. Was I wrong on the Texas OU game? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, just completely wrong. Do I still like the pick? You're looking at number 5 versus number 6 and the SP plus, and you're getting a touchdown, and didn't quite know if Quinn Ewers was going to be as amazing as he was coming off an injury, and I was wrong. I'll eat crow. You want to ready to eat crow? I'm being wrong about Arizona twice in a row, Joe. Uh, no, nah, because I hit a four teamer, and also I was four one against you. Had that to have a good trump card. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of Alex Jones, that's a good trump card. <laughs> I uh, no, I just uh, I just want to encourage anyone listening to the podcast. Like, if you feel like it, you can just go to the sixteen oh five mark of last week's episode and just listen to how he talked about OU and listen to how wrong he was. Just a little treat. Honestly, I'm only doing this. Texas looks good. They do look like they could win the Big 12. Um, I don't see a path for the playoff, but that'd be one hell of a I'm only doing this out of bitterness because Rayman and I have been going at it uh, over multiple forms of social media uh, over this pick for for days now. Capper, you've been sitting on the sidelines just not engaging. Um, Yeah, I just... I just enjoyed it. It was fucking awesome. You know what? 49 to nothing. Here, Get the fuck out of re- the Red River, buddy. Here's what, I'll, here's what I'll say, boys. I think we are the only sports gambling podcast where the host actively tries to discredit the purported experts every single episode. That's the, B, that's the BYU. <laughs> it's, not, it's not great that's for the, the brand. That's the difference. Uh... Well, I guess uh, were there any other results you wanna you wanna talk through? I I know the Utah game pretty devastating. I, I think the Aggie Aggie uh, Alabama one, another one I was right on, and you were very wrong on. By the way, uh, <laughs> what a game! What a game! It's not and a, what a terrible play called from Jimbo to end it, throwing an out route where the wide receiver was not even in the end zone. So even if he catches the pass, they don't win. Dude, run it up with your best player. I'll say, certainly the first time. Shane. Certainly the first time this that game was described as what a game. Yeah, that was. You didn't think it was, it was good? ugly? Fucking horrible. That was an ugly. It was the same ball. as. Yeah, but it was extremely exciting because Alabama was on the ropes. It's about the same as Miami A and M three weeks ago, and that was one of the worst. Yeah, games but with much higher stakes. No, nah, my biggest takeaway was just like, man, Bryce Young covers up some major warts for that team because they. Uh, yeah, pretty clear they lose to UT if he doesn't play. Uh, Guess that's why he won the Heisman last year. But yeah. the uh, might be okay. The play call with Jimbo. The one thing I thought was uh, really really funny was like there was like this quote from like an Al the corner for alabama who before the play started he heard he was covering evan evan stewart the a&m wide receiver he heard jimbo yelling evan 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 so the guy's like i guess they're throwing it to this guy so he just pressed up against him jimbo is such a terrible coach no man i think he's a genius um he hasn't had a top 70 offense since Jameis winston left yeah can you believe that that was what eight years ago i can't believe that 2014, 2015. I can believe it. Do we? Uh, it's crazy. Um, it's Terry, Terry, and Arnold, the defensive back. 
Terry, thank you. Made the made the big. Well, not even a pass breakup because the was, throw was not. It on was target. probably interference. Yeah, it didn't it was, matter. The whole play. It was, was, it was, it was interference, but they're not about to throw two flags in Tuscaloosa like that. They aren't going to put time on the clock after throwing the last flag. They're going to just, you know, they was generous for for calling it like they did. But I got to say, yeah, they were just Milro did, looked like a freshman. Uh, it's going to be interesting how much he progresses next year, or whether they end up going to the portal, which I do think I could plausibly see um picking up someone just like it's hard to in this era now of college football it's hard to imagine a program like alabama the really big ones ever going without a great quarterback because they'll just get a transfer yeah they'll either like what they see on the practice field or they'll be in the portal for sure uh well i guess uh we we can that's uh we can move on to the next game you got any other games from last week you want to talk about any results that stuck out I certainly fucking don't. I was an embarrassment. <laughs> all right, let's roll the all picks. Right, let's go to the weekly. Uh, that, you know what? Stop. That's all that needs to be said. Uh, Dianu. Dianu. <laughs> Shabbat shalom. I don't know. This is very confusing to me. I hope I picked the right one. Winners, 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 winners. I feel 10 feet tall right now. The Strong as the ox. This is the weekly. These are the picks that count, the picks that matter, the picks that make you money. Uh, this week, uh, we'll start with Rain Man, who is uh, what's your record on the season, Rain Man? Thirteen and eleven, and four and two. Four and two in the big rubbers. Uh, you like Michigan? A battle of uh, undefeateds. Michigan at home in the big house at big noon kickoff against. Uh, Penn State. Um, why do you? Why do you feel comfortable laying this many points? It's two unproven teams, I would say. Well, I mean, yes and no. I mean, Michigan proved their. Well, I guess they got blown out in the playoff last year, but I do think that this is an improved team from last year, given the quarterback play. But I just feel like Penn State's been soaking a little bit of overrated for a long time, and now we look up. And when they're undefeated and they're getting a lot of hype and they're, they're hyping this game up, but I don't really think Penn State deserves to be an undefeated team here. They're coming off a 10-point win, what I would define as a scare against Northwestern. They should have lost to Purdue in week one if you watch that game on the road. And the only other road win they have is against a hapless Auburn team uh, that the score got out of hand late in, but it was not as big as a discrepancy as the score if you watched it. So this is going to be a real test for the find new ways to disappoint me, Sean Clifford. Michigan has the edge on defense. They have the edge on the ground with Blake Corum, Heisman candidate still. And even if Penn State's able to bottle up Corum with, Corum with their very good uh, metrics defense and prevent explosive plays, I do think Corum will be able to get a lot of four- to five-yard chunk plays and keep the sticks moving, which I think is important here because Penn State's been very mediocre on third down, only converting 34%. That's 90th in the country. But because they haven't played anyone, that 90th is even worse. But I expect that to change against Michigan. So if when they play someone, I think that 34% could go down. But Michigan's converting. Uh, 46% clip, which is 28. So you have a big discrepancy on third down. I trust Michigan to be able to convert the chains. I don't trust Penn State to be able to do so. Therefore, I'm comfortable laying a whole touchdown here. Also, sneaky stat, Michigan leads the nation with a 74.1% pass completion percentage. Penn State, 102nd in pass defense. Woof. Now, you... That was, that was a lot. That was a you lot. okay? Yeah, man. You, I feel really good about this pick. I, I don't think Penn State deserves to be number 10 in the country. More like 21. 
Yeah, maybe if I play the soundtrack of like a beautiful mind underneath you saying all that, it'll 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 make you feel something because you just went through. That was a lot of numbers thrown at me all at once. Uh, you accused about... me all week of not using numbers, Joe. This is Sorry, what you get. I... <laughs> Did I hurt your feelings? You can't have it both uh... ways, man. Yeah, I was just saying, if you want to come, in, if you want to get pick OU, a team that was fucking ass, don't just say, oh, throw the records out, throw the records out. You just get that. You, yeah, you get go that. through the last fifteen Red Rivers again, and how many were decided by more than a touchdown? Get that weak ass shit out. How many of here. Texas won? Uh, how many wins Texas had in the Big Twelve before that game? Four, four nine, nothing, buddy. Um. 49 nothing. goodness. And he's still chirping. Can you see what I deal with people? It wasn't Good. a bad my, pick. My, have the decency to have shame. Um, what were we talking about? Penn Michigan. Penn State. Michigan. Penn State. I like Noah Singleton. I like their running backs a lot. That, he's, a, he's a really good freshman. Uh, Sean yeah, he is. I mean, he's good. Is whatever. I don't think I've ever not liked the running backs at Penn State. La- they were ass last year, I also actually. don't think I've ever liked the quarterbacks at Penn State. That's because uh, Sean Clifford's been there for seven years. Shot at Trace McSorley? Big one. Yeah, I'll Goodness. take a shot there, too. Actually, they're uh, the same player. Um, Noah Singleton's really good. Their backup behind him is pretty good, too. Um, so they might be able to run on Michigan. How's Mi- Michigan has a good run- rush defense. Michigan has a very good running defense. They're averaging like 80 yards against them on the ground. Same, very similar to Penn State, but I don't know. You got it's Blake Corm on one side. It's it's hard to trust James Franklin in a big game like this, right? Because he won that one at Ohio State a few years back, which was huge. But it feels like they just haven't been great in these types of spots. I, I agree. Know. I also think Michigan, weirdly, might disagree. have a better home really? field during the day. Their fans don't seem like they get – they don't seem like a night team. You know You know what I mean? Like those nerds, they want to get the yeah. game out and then figure out something else at night. What do you, What's your take here, Capper? Um, I think Franklin overall pretty disappointing, but he gets his teams up for these spots. Um, they're usually outclassed. Seven points seems like a lot. I, I trust Rainman. But Raymond. like Raymond, it's um, I don't know. It, like Penn State's more likely to lay a dud against a bad team than they are to like lay a dud against a really good team, in my opinion. Yeah. Like they'll keep this one close, and then like whoever you know, they play Michigan State next weekend and they lose. Like it, that's what Penn State does. It's plausible. Like uh, Penn State does have good athletes. Uh, Joey, Joey Porter's kid is a cornerback. He's gonna be a first round pick for them so you got a freshman quarterback and but it, michigan and penn state they haven't really played anybody uh they're that like they haven't we're gonna basically see how michigan good beat they maryland are. uh yeah but whatever let me show me better a than anyone full, auburn's beaten show me a good full season for maryland and i'll believe that they're a good full season team uh michigan i think i don't know i agree i'm, I'm fine taking the spot i'll probably ride with uh Capper, you're a big rubber. Um, this is an interesting game. I think it might be – there are a lot of great games. This might be the most exciting game of the weekend, potentially. You like uh, – TCU, I believe, is hosting Oklahoma State, and you like Oklahoma State getting four points. Yeah, so I'll take the more experienced team with the better coach – um, I think it's pretty obvious the money is on TCU here uh, as the line opened up at 
one and a half to two and is already up to four. Um, but I think it's too much uh, for an Oklahoma State offense that's been really good all year with Spencer Sanders. Um, he is averaging 8.2 yards per attempt, 12 Uh-oh. touchdowns to two interceptions, and he's got uh, 241 yards on the ground with six touchdowns. Um, the TCU defense last weekend gave up over 500 yards to um, what was, for the most part, given up to the Kansas backup. Um, so if you're telling yep. me that six weeks ago, uh, I, I know we love Lance Leopold on this on this podcast, but like that's a ton of yards for a guy who's that was his first game action. Um, and, and they Kansas pretty much went toe-to-toe with them because the defense was um, – just not very effective. It was good offense um, and bad defense at the same time in that game. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma State's been a little suspect defensively. Um, mm. But, like, they, they've been know. They've been more than suspect. They've been bad. TCU they, and Oklahoma State's They've been State's way worse than they've been, been the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's a pretty evenly matched um couple of units on on the defensive side of the ball so i i'm kind of expecting a shootout and when you give me four points i think oklahoma state's capable of winning this game outright so uh it seems like too much for me i totally agree i think both these defenses are poor i think that both these offenses are great if you actually look down a per game basis oklahoma state has the third best scoring offense of the country tcu has the fourth best this is going to be a shootout this is going to be a no stops type of game when you have a no stops type of game and whichever team has the ball last is probably going to win it you take the plus four when you have it so oak state plus four at tcu slam dunk that's why it's on my yeah. board this is it's a great it's an interesting stretch for oklahoma state because they have at tcu uh texas at home at kansas state at kansas um so these murderers rails it's fun to say kansas in that in that uh little sentence you just did there uh they're that in that poly sindenton or is that that was an a sindenton sorry oh fuck you um i think (laughs) how dare you you know we get that get that fucking liberal arts shit out of here we're talking tcu football right now brother um i i gotta say oklahoma state the one thing I do think there is something to when Mike Gundy has an experienced senior quarterback on his team running his offense, they come close to being a national championship caliber team. Like no Oklahoma state hasn't competed for a national championship every year, but they've been in the mix every now and then. And it seems like Spencer Sanders has the mastery now that they're pretty scary. Although they have looked a little bit shaky at times. <laughs> they're not winning a national championship with this defense, Joe. We could just it's, stop that right no, now. No, I'm not saying they're going to win a national championship, but they could plausibly win 11. They could plausibly go 11. They one. could plausibly win a Big 12 championship by making they it could to the make, game and, and just outscoring their opponent, absolutely. In that, it's, ha- yeah. it's surprisingly a good um, receiver core and, and not a good running back room um, at Oklahoma State, which is like what... Gundy's teams have kind of been built on the last few years. Like they've had their really explosive backs um, and they don't have that this year, but Spencer Sanders has been that good that he's kind of um, masked those deficiencies. Uh, And TCU is a team that hasn't been super successful against the pass anyways uh, with a dual threat quarterback, Spencer Sanders using his legs. I think that's too much offensively for them. Oh man. Uh, I just looked it up. You know who's going to be uh, taking over the quarterback position next year for the Cowboys? Barry Sanders Jr.? 
Even better. Gunner Gundy. Mike Gundy Jr. Gunner Gundy. Gunner. Oh, no, the fall of the program. G- Get this though, G U N N A R. I he it's uh, Gunnar. It's it's like a Nordic god. Oh, no, that's how you spell. That's how you spell Gunner. You wouldn't spell Gunner E R. I thought you spelled E R. Why not? No. Is that that's not a you. real name? Let me look at Gunner Romney. <laughs> yeah, he's Gunner Romney is a regular E R. What we aren't going to discuss it. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, that's Gunnar. I had. I, you know what? Uh, we can. I accept your truth, man. We can. I think both. It, it, did you? Maybe you just Mandela affected me here. Uh, I, whatever. I get. Let's go to the next pick. Uh, this is one that both of you guys agree on. What? It, the, I, I knew Capper was gonna have this one. Utah against USC. Uh, Utah minus three and a half at home against USC. Number four. I, this is, of course, the sharp side. Utah's unranked. They just got killed by UCLA, and they're laying points to an undefeated USC team. I am absolutely kicking myself for last week betting on Utah. And if you want to talk about rolling the tape, roll the tape back to week one when I took Florida and we had that argument and I brought up the last two years of Utah's home road splits and how good they are at home and how mediocre they are in the road. And then what did we do? We took them to cover on the road at an undefeated UCLA team. That's on me. I apologize. While we're adding stuff to the Yum Kapoor sorry stacks, I'll add that one for next year. But it's already what? high. They're, they're at home today, fellas. They're going to be at home on Saturday against an overhyped USC team. Uh, line open up at three. Public on USC. Here we are, three and a half, because the Sharps know the home road splits, and it's an easy take here at Rice Eccles Stadium in altitude, four thousand six hundred thirty-seven feet to be precise. Got to take quite a mile. I um, I just can't quit Utah. Uh, they pretty much betrayed me last weekend against UCLA. But they aren't uh, dead DTR, to you. DTR and Most Charbonnet says- ran all over them, uh, which I guess was the was the fear coming in because they had struggled against the run a little bit. Um, but, like, this is the game we've had circled for six-plus weeks um, where it is the big showdown. You've got Lincoln. You've got Caleb Williams. You've got an explosive offense at USC. But you've got the physical guys um, – at Utah that have beaten them before. Uh, and uh, it's still a very experienced team. It's still a well-coached team with Kyle Whittingham at the helm. And, and I think um, when you look, dive into some of this stuff, um, despite the cup, the two losses for Utah, um, despite playing pretty poorly against the dual threat quarterbacks uh, it, in Anthony Richardson and DTR, um, Utah still ahead in FEI. They're still ahead in F+. Plus. They're still ahead in FPI. Uh, name the metric. They are ahead of uh, USC here despite the 6-0 record. Um, and and I, think they, I think they have enough for them here. Um, when you open this lineup at 3.5, you know where the bets are going to come. Uh, they're going to come on USC. And so we have to give them a little shimmy, and you have to be on Utah here. You have to. Um, I think, yeah. uh, I, yeah, I, and I'm going to be, um, you know, I, I think they've, I, the, the defensive front is still a concern, but I think the secondary still played really well. Um, 
It's just a matter Obviously. is Cam Rising going to turn over the ball? USC's been really good at turning people over. That's That's been. Their that's another thing basically. that makes me like Utah that like turnover luck is a thing, but it's also not, but it also is. So USC's going to regress a little bit. Fair enough. Uh, Capper, let's You can only control to, your luck so much. Let's go to another pick of yours. Uh, this one, ooh, it, may, it would make me queasy to play. Is it this. nasty? It's a little bit nasty. Uh, you like uh, it? Both of them honestly made me feel this way. We'll start with the first one that does Kentucky plus four against uh, Mississippi State, who's been red hot. Kentucky is the opposite of red hot after getting wiped by South Carolina last week. With, without their starting quarterback, is he going to play? Uh, Will Levis did not play. Uh, all signs are pointing to him playing this weekend. Um, so we're looking at a line that opened up at seven. It's down to four. Uh, 70% of bets are on Mississippi State as the road team here. Yeah. So Sounds like that's a play. pretty good sign for me that Will Levis is playing. Uh, Chris Rodriguez Jr. has been super effective in his first two games back. Um, played really well against Ole Miss in his first game and then ran for 125 yards last weekend uh, against South Carolina. The... Kentucky rushing attack has been much better uh, since he came back, um, bolstered obviously by our favorite Cavassier Smoke. Um, but I just trust this Kentucky defense still. Uh, they're giving up under 180 yards per game through the air, um, and they're facing obviously one of the best passing attacks in the country with Will Rogers. Um, but it has been a top 20 unit. Not just this year, but it, it's been very good uh, with Stoops for the last few years. Um, I think they give Will Rogers a, a little bit of a fit. Um, Mississippi State defense is giving up almost four and a half yards per carry. Um, and and I just I got to take the noted football school here, uh, Kentucky. Definitely not a basketball school. Yeah, I don't trust Kentucky at all. So if I have to play the game, I'm playing Mississippi State, but probably not going to play it. I just think Kentucky's overhyped, and they came into the preseason with too much smoke, and people need to realize that they're not that good. Too much. I think that's one of those things, smoke. though. They're, they're, um, <laughs> there you go, Joe. Their smoke is gone, uh, and so this line being at four tells you you have to be on Kentucky. Yeah, I like. I think what you said about their pass defense being good is somewhat compelling because one thing about the Mike Leach offense is that there are some coaches that figure it out that are just like Mike Gundy change. offense. Fuck you, man. We aren't gonna. We aren't gonna do this. Are we gonna do this? Are we gonna do this today? No, please as continue, he, Joe. Please, takes, please, please. As he takes a sip, is that one sip? <laughs> I uh, I think sometimes some like some coaches, Mark Stoops is a, has been has looked at this offense for a while. They might be able to just like figure out a way to cover up the space that it creates, and it could be a close game. The spread, particularly, uh oh yeah, it's a tough one. But I, you know what? I don't. It's I, small. It is small. It, it's like the overreaction, uh, the opposite overreaction to the TCU spread. You know where that's jumping up two and a half points what over gives, a key number. What gives me po- this is coming off a key numbers. You know you still get four, so you can still lose by a field goal here. But it just I don't know. Kentucky at home, Kroger Field under the lights, too much. I like Kroger Field. Ugh. I like that. Uh, <laughs> I do like the idea. What were the? Is Better it worth? The, is it worth Stadium, the money? Fuck. Like Jesus Christ, do you need the? Uh, I do like the idea. I think idea. it's named after someone. I do. The, really? Just, Mr. Kroger? Dude, you can't do that. 
It's like, uh, is it? Yeah. I don't know. Mr. Raising Canes. Uh, I think, <laughs> there he is right there. I think, uh, we play football there. I, I like the idea that Kentucky can control the ball on the ground. That's kind of compelling. I think to that's me. the game plan here. Like yeah. you, you pretty much control the clock. You punish them, uh, Inside the tackles and Mississippi you State's let Chris Rodriguez run run for 150 yards. Mississippi State's defense is pretty decent too, although they did. It has been very good. They, Kentucky's is a top 20 unit though. LSU had their number for some reason. Um, that was weird, weird fucking game, man. What a game! Cost me that cost me a game. Speaking last of weekend. LSU, uh, knew that Rayman was likes them this week. Plus three at Florida. You're pushing your chips behind Brian Kelly after a disastrous loss at home against Tennessee. A reality, a real come back to reality game. The new higher hot seat bull, right here. Uh, whoever's losing this one, the fan base <laughs> is not going to be happy. Uh, but yeah, LSU plus three at Florida. I don't see why you'd give the points here. SP plus and FEI actually like LSU to outright this game, and you're getting a field goal. I actually think LSU's been playing a little bit better than Tennessee of late. Uh, sorry, uh, better than Florida of late. Granted, Tennessee demoralized them. But if we think Tennessee is as good as people think they are and think they have a real chance to beat Alabama for the first time in like 20 years, then I think LSU getting embarrassed by that caliber of team is fine. Uh, I mean, yeah, they played Florida, played them close, but whatever. Uh, meanwhile, Florida is not top hundred in passing offense, so they're going to have to rely yeah. on the ground game to get a win. I like the three when you're forcing a team to rely on the ground game, especially because LSU does have some big bodies. Uh, I'll, I'll take the points here on the road. Anthony Richardson, uh, we'll do a one-on-one prices right here. How how many? <laughs> Well, Price is right. How many yards do you think Anthony Richardson threw for last week? Uh, uh, 161. 161. Subtracted by about 166 yards. He completed eight passes for 66 Christ. yards. Uh, he he seems to be regressing because he started off so hot, and I guess people just like, I don't know. How the f- God, it, it's just like it's a number of games on your on your record that just like perplex you, and the and the game he had against Tennessee perplexes me. It it makes me sick still thinking about it. He's he's been about as horrible as he can be every single other weekend except for against Tennessee. Yeah, and covering that spread. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. terrible. I mean, yeah, except for like two games, good, except against Tennessee. Yeah, so, it's just, I mean, I, I like the three here. I, I just think you're think it's just you're gonna, it's gonna be a close game. Uh, man, uh, it would have been it was something because Billy Napier, of course, he was being eyed for the LSU job. He was the guy people thought they should hire. Maybe they're reneging on that a bit. I don't know. There's, I guess, Florida's four and two, and. Uh, give them more time to develop the program, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but they have not looked too great. They struggled against uh, Missouri last week. I don't know. I agree with your initial analysis, Rayman, that this is more going to be a game that whichever team loses, their fan base is just going to be fucking pissed. Yep. Yep, that's basically it. Uh, I'm going to just stretch out a little more time while Capper goes and wanders around. Where are you? Are you? I had to plug. I had to plug my computer in. Ah, 
Goodness gracious. 12%. We're, you're not going to let that. You're not, you're not going to let that. You don't want to fool around with that. You can ride with 12%. Live a little. Oh, I don't know. The way, the way Rain Man's been ranting tonight, I don't know. That's true. He's sucking the yeah, It seems like an it. unnecessary shot here. He's, uh, well, you've been on a roll. We're just not going to let you. We can, we're just going to let you go. We, Capper, your last pick is an interesting one. One of my, my favorite current stat going in college football is that uh, – Marcus Freeman is Marcus th- Freeman is three, three and zero at Notre Dame since being forced to convert <laughs> yes. to Catholicism. Uh, it's almost enough to make you believe, right? It's almost enough to just maybe they're maybe. I think at five right. I become a believer. Uh, at five, is I think there, we'll do it. Well, official. he's definitely getting to four. At five, we'll reach out to a priest to just sort of walk us through it. Um, Special edition of the pot pod, we all get baptized. Uh, he's um, he's definitely getting a four because Stanford is that horrible. Their uh, loss last as week much as was I, the worst maybe of the <laughs> definitely season. should have won that game. I um, they they have been fairly competitive in a few games, but they have an offense that can't punch the ball in. They turn the ball over uh, most in the nation. Their turnover margins dead last. Uh, this is a bet uh, as much for Notre Dame as it is against Stanford. Uh, rush defense, 121st in yards against, allowing 5.6 yards a carry. Uh, 78th in the country in passing yards allowed. 80th in FEI, 73rd in FPI. Despite all of that, getting 73% of bets on the road against Notre Dame here. Um, the line has opened up at 15, jumped to 17. So we're still under, you know, not giving up a key number here. Um, so we're seeing some decent RLM and, and some money coming in on Notre Dame. Um, Drew Pine completed 75% of his passes in the last three games, uh, which are all wins, obviously. Uh, and the running back duo of Oric Esteem and Chris Tyree has been picking up chunk yardage. I just like this. There is nothing to like about Stanford here. Um, Notre Dame has some good momentum. They reeled off a few quality wins. Uh, and I think their offensive line is finally starting to play up to their potential, you know, like what we were expecting at the beginning of the season, where that was the unit that was going to bolster this Notre Dame uh, offensive attack. I think they're starting to get there. Um, it definitely wasn't there in the first few weeks, but um, Stanford, man, um, I- I've seen some stats about our, our guy, David Shaw, and it is not pretty. Not what he's doing for... Uh, return on investment with David Shaw, pretty poor. Yeah, he was, uh, they, it seems like the, it seems like the run of, uh, they've just sort of stalled out, huh? There, there is not much momentum there in Palo Alto. I, it just seems like it's a decent amount of points, but. They got it's a at, big chunk. They have them at home in a night game, so interesting. I don't know. Rayman, are you riding with this one? I mean, I'd rather be on Notre Dame than Stanford, but I don't really love either side here. It's a lot of points. Stanford's been able to keep some games close. Fair enough. And, but I do. I could just see, like, logically these guys being like, you know what, let's just get our master's degrees after that Oregon State game last week where it was literally a Hail Mary (laughs) pass at the end where the guy covering the dude just, like, looked around like the guy disappeared. Uh, Well, it's because the ball was so horribly (laughs) underthrown. 
that the defensive back didn't think it could be caught or didn't know it was thrown yet and just yeah. got confused. Honestly, that it's more on the quarterback than the defensive back, even though it was a successful play. It's uh, it's a reason why you both love and hate college football for sure. Uh, it's um, th- this is the this is the number here. David Shaw from 2011 to 2018, 82 and 26, two Rose Bowl wins. Since 2019, 12 and 23. Interesting. Hmm. It blew my mind. He'd won 82 games. Yeah, it seems like he's pretty hot for a while. For no, they two were two years of his career. I'd probably sit on him for another year or two then. <laughs> Should have gone to the NFL. Should have done it. Uh, you know what? Let's uh, now we've now that we've gone through uh, we've gone through you know the expert picks. Maybe we should get to the picks that actually make you a ton of fucking money. What do we think about that? First, let's go through the slates. Uh, I'd love that. I'd love it, Joe. You, Please. Well, give me give, give me your slate. Once I got again. it pulled up right now G- to fade. Give me your slate once again, Rayman. Michigan minus seven versus Penn State at big noon. Utah minus three and a half versus USC at altitude. Oak State plus four at TCU, copying Capper's rubber. And LSU plus three at Florida. Capper, ear picks. I like the overlap here. Uh, Big rubbers, Oklahoma State plus four. Uh, Kentucky plus four uh, versus Mississippi State. Uh, Notre Dame minus 17 versus Stanford and Utah minus three and a half versus USC. Uh, you're really not going to play my four teamer buddy. I'm going to fade it. I'm, I'm playing the anti four teamer. This you're week. not going to do that. You won't do I it. I want to hear the pick. I will do it to you, buddy. You, you wouldn't do that to me. <laughs> well, you're going to bet on Oregon state and I love Oregon state. You're going to so do this to I'm me. <laughs> I can't, I can't quit you just like Utah. Killed his whole motherfucking thing. Shit, if I do it. No, we some dogs. We some dogs. We ain't no puppies. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! These are the squeeze picks for all the people who just want to squeeze out a little extra action this college football weekend from unreliable sources. Uh... First, I want to talk about this is arguably the best weekend of college football uh, all year. We have so many, so many really good matchups, and we didn't touch on arguably the biggest one, which is uh, Bama and Tennessee. Um, I was curious, did either of you, both of you, laid off of this on your board? But I, I'm sure you evaluated it. Do you guys have a lean here? Yeah, I mean, you got to take Tennessee if you're betting the game. At home, we've seen Alabama struggle on the road over the last couple of years. We don't know how healthy Bryce Young is. He probably is going to play. Otherwise, the line's not where it is. But you got to take Tennessee. You got to believe in Hendon Hooker. With everything you've seen this year, there's no reason to think Tennessee can't win this game, especially when they got game day coming to town. That being said, they got to do it once in the last 20 years before I bet them on a slate against Alabama. Uh, obviously taking the coward's way out here. <laughs> but I cannot I cannot condone betting on Tennessee in this spot here. Um, Nick Saban has their number. The Tennessee uh, program, fan base, everybody, this is like, this is everything to them this weekend. And Bama treats it like every other weekend. And Bryce Young is coming back. 
and the offense has been really good with him. And I hate this Tennessee defense. Um, it's still not super good. Uh, the secondary has been super susceptible to big plays. Uh, the offensive line has not been my favorite, uh, but Hendon Hooker has been that good. Uh, I think Will Anderson gives him a little bit here. I, I just like the line opening up at seven gives you a ton of pause. I... I'm torn on this game, but I did want to use it as an excuse to play arguably one of my favorite internet videos ever, which was uh, this Alabama fan talking about how much he hates Tennessee. And I hate Tennessee because, first of all, it's Tennessee. And I I, I just hate them because they, they, they low down, they dirty, they some snitches. They are snitches. And I hate Philophoma. I hate their colors. Mm. I'm not a dog person. Monster. I, I just hate Tennessee, man. Like, and I, I hate Na- Nayland <laughs> Stadium. It looks like a garbage truck worker <laughs> convention. And I hate all their quarterbacks. I just, I hate Tennessee, man. Describe, the, well, describe what you feel about their colors, too. I thought that was interesting. It, it, it reminds me, it, and it, it's not that orange that you can stand. See, I hate Tennessee more than I hate Auburn. I just dislike <laughs> Auburn. I hate Tennessee. See, Tennessee's colors is it's that, it's that throw-up orange. It's not that orange that you can sit with. It's that puke inside of a pumpkin orange, that I, and I don't like pumpkins, so yeah. I just I just I, I really don't like Tennessee, man. I, I can't stress <laughs> that enough, man. And they they, they losers, so they sore losers. Outside Ever. the courthouse steps too, it looked like. Ever. They're low down. They dirty. They're dirty. They some snitches. Uh, oh, fuck it. Fuck. They are snitches. They're snitches. Uh, um, and that's why I, and is, is Hendon Hooker the truth the great equalizer here if they win he's the number one in the Heisman uh, and they've gotten their ass kicked so many times working towards it all the last four so years so many fucking times it's just about it's just about the pass rush I will say he got Hendon got blown up on a couple of blitzes against LSU and I'm curious, the game plan for Bama is really simple. It's like you got two first-round draft picks uh, that get, can rush the pass. Get after him. So I've just seen Bama do it too many times, and I've seen Tennessee not do it too many times, and I wonder in a shootout with Bryce Young. Uh, but then again, the, my only hesitation here is – it is a shoulder, and you have to just wonder, okay, how healthy is Bryce Young? And it, if you, if he comes yeah. out, I don't know. That I, I understand not putting it on your slate. We can go to also another one. That That's no why one, you can be a fan. That's why you can, be you can be a fan for these games. Or root for the Heisman You can bet. be a fan. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to. But uh, Syracuse, uh, they're hosting NC State. I love Cuse in this spot. Uh, nasty, nasty line. Too many points. Give me NC State. It's three and a half, right? I just um, uh, Devin O'Leary yeah, I sucked. I don't care that he's not playing. I couldn't justify Syracuse in this spot uh, with how experienced the NC State defense is. Um, I I kind of I mean I I think Syracuse's defense has played really well all year, but man, that offense leaves a lot to be desired still. Yeah, covering three and a half, it seems like a tall task. We have a new king of the hill picker this week, um, a true expert. Um, he seems like kind of a wanderer, honestly, a little bit of a wild card. 
Uh, full disclosure, not sure how much football this guy watches or if he understands what a podcast is or what he, why he's doing this, but he certainly did do it. He did give us a pick. Um, let's, uh, let's hear from our newest King of the Hill picker. Hey there. It's great to call in to bang your bookie's wife. The only place I go to where I got a hot tip to drop off. And this one's fantastic. I was hanging out over at my friend's backyard, digging through the trash, eating some pizza boxes, licking on some yogurt lids, you know, really good stuff. Neighbor pops up in the door, looks at me square in the eye, says, oh, you again? That's when it hit me. He was talking about the Kansas-Oklahoma game happening this Saturday, and OU is gonna lose. Just like they did last week to Texas, they're on a roll, they know what to do, they're locked in, and they are going to fail. Plus nine to Kansas, easy money. In fact, I'm taking the money line on this one. It's gonna be fantastic. You heard it first here. So he's on Kansas money line or OU? <laughs> What's the point? Uh, Kansas, we'll give him. We'll give him Kansas plus nine. Uh, yeah, is uh, the picker's name? We didn't get to say it, but it's uh, Trip Lightly. Trip Lightly, <laughs> Kansas plus nine. All right, let's go. I'll be uh, on OU. I despise it despise it uh, terrible pick <laughs> see you yeah. later trip enjoy the trash <laughs> i think yeah he seems honestly i wouldn't want to bet against it uh i Eight, don't know over 80 percent of bets on kansas this weekend with the backup quarterback on so, the road against oklahoma university i mean uh that's what we I, call too damn cute why would we do this you might not want to take OU because they absolutely suck, but like, oh man, you cannot take Kansas here. You can't do that. You can if you are trip lightly. For what it's worth, our <laughs> most <laughs> most of our pickers have gotten at least one right, except last week that Northern Illinois pick did not work out at all. Whoa! No, that was uh, pretty tough. Tough one for DJ and Ken. He'll he'll bounce back. He's not going to stop betting. We know that. Uh, Let's, um, but we got uh, another really, really special, uh, special one. And, and this was sent in to us, uh, unprompted. We did not ask for this, but the babbler was inspired to grace us with another message. So I'm just going to play it for the podcast. I'm sure this is going to relate to the big FSU Clemson game. Uh, here comes, here comes the latest babble. Uh, strap the fuck in, people. <sighs> Rain Man, Capper, Joe Public. I've been away for a while. I've been on the road visiting the people and the places, <laughs> the places and the people of this land we call the South. It is good to be back, but I return with my soul in a place of unease. For Dabo the Clown still reigns over the ACC. <laughs> yes, they lost three games last year and didn't win the conference or the division. But it didn't feel like a true revolution. No, the guard has not changed. The philosopher clown still lords over us all in the southern Atlantic region. So I don't understand long, why it was this particular man who seized the ACC <laughs> from my beloved Knowles back in 2015. This verifiable buffoon of a human. 
I think we might be the Knowles cast now. We weren't worried about him in Tallahassee for a long time. We were beating his ass annually, winning a national title, 29 games straight. Meanwhile, he was dancing around in khakis and orange polos and getting fights with the, in fights with the media over the phrase Clemsoning. <laughs> then you blink. And here we are. <laughs> now it's Dabo. He blacked out seven years. The annual beatdowns of FSU. One that was so bad, you had a shirtless professor reading a book in the stands in the third quarter. <laughs> we suffered a fool, and now the fool is king. Now he just swags around saying things <laughs> like, it's easy to say we have a race problem, but we got a sin problem. That's my opinion. <laughs> or saying Martin Luther King Jr., wouldn't protest the anthem or that he'd quit his job <laughs> if student athletes were ever paid well wouldn't that be fucking he great didn't, he didn't quit <laughs> he did not. I swear he did not. boys he just can't keep getting away with this <laughs> when will his tyranny end sadly it won't be this year <laughs> And it won't be by this Knowles team. However, I will not abandon FSU in a time of need. For the sake of all things good and right, for sanity, Knowles plus three and a half. <laughs> that was it, From guys. From the clouds. Uh, Unbelievable. An unsolicited King From- of the Hill pick. From the clouds, the end of that. It, it seemed like... Uh, no way it was trending that way. I wonder if he was sitting on the side of a mountain staring off into the abyss. <laughs> the wilderness. <laughs> uh, the people and the places, the places and the people. Uh, well, you know, it's good to hear from Babbler. I'll be honest, between picks, you're always like, wonder how that guy's doing. I hope he's all right. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just... You just never know. But what, uh, do you, I... He seems great, minus the mental anguish caused by Dabo. I'm on uh, Florida State, and I think I'm on Florida State in this game because I've, I just don't, I can't stand Clemson. Uh, <laughs> I just can't. I just don't him. like watching him play football, and I don't know, man. Uh, do you guys like Clemson? This, either you like Clemson in this game? I think it's You're probably right. going to be a three-point game with Clemson winning, uh, I'm not touching it. If I do need to bet it, I'm betting Clemson because I don't know how you can bet Florida State unless your only read is that the world's on Clemson and the line stinks. But because if you look at the film from the last three weeks for Florida State and Clemson, Clemson's a much better team. But, man, does this fucking reek. So stay away. Uh, I It, yeah. do, it does reek, but you know what? It stinks. Do, you know what doesn't stink? You know what smells no, really good? No, it does. Good? You know what smells no. like fresh, Dunk. fresh money? A four-teamer that's going to melt your fucking face off. Uh, if you bet just $10 on my four-teamer last week, if you're a boost user, as some betting sites have, you probably could have made, uh, you know, 160 180 bucks because I hit my fucking four-teamer last <laughs> week. I hit it for the second time this year. I am... 
I've hit 33% of my four teamers, and you motherfuckers don't want to give me any do. You want you won't give me anything. I won't. And I don't need have it. the decency to give us a Pete Weber at least. You know, you know, to quote Johnny Manziel, I can't fucking hear you. I have too much fucking money in my ear. <laughs> uh, let's start with this. Let's start with the first pick of the four teamer. I got Cal minus 14 and a half at Colorado. Who is the worst team in the country? It's Colorado, who is not just winless, coachless, but also 0-5 against the spread. I don't know, coach. They, they are so bad, but still <laughs> Vegas can't quite fathom how horrific they are. And I'm uh, just if they're just giving away two touchdowns, Cal, if nothing else, they play hard. Uh, Colorado, all these guys are just like thinking, is there another Division One school that will think that I'm worthy? I don't know. They're, they're going to try to transfer. I don't know to where, though. Next pick on the slate, I like Utah State minus 11 at Colorado State. I, I love this pick. And I think we need to reassess our data points with this Utah State team because they're 2-4, and four, but one of those losses was to Bama on the road. Another loss was a hard-fought win at BYU. Um, I think people in particular. Another loss was a win. Well, yeah, no, it sounds it, like a moral victory to Jeff. Well, it was <laughs> a moral victories on this pod. A hard-fought <laughs> loss against BYU, and I think people are particularly okay, down okay. on them because they lost thirty-five to seven to Weber State. But that's the game where they that's lost bad. their four their four-year starting quarterback. So it's kind of this disaster of a game. And Weber State's also a high-quality FCS team. They're undefeated, top-five FCS team. Last week, Utah State won against Air Force, who's a quality squad. Colorado State won their first game against Nevada. But to quote a, a great philosopher once again, that don't that impress don't me impress much. Me that don't State, impress me They much. scored. You, you are 1-0 with Shania quotes uh, so far. So. They scored. Get this. Colorado State scored 17 points in that game. But 14 of those points came in the first quarter off of like two random fluky turnovers. One of the guys like running back tried a pitch pack that a defensive player just caught and ran back for a touchdown. Uh, Their Colorado State's quarterback threw for 78 yards and two picks. Their defense is like fine, but not great. Utah State can store and Colorado State won't be able to cover the 11 if it's just going to be a disaster. This is going to be a romp, I think. Next, we got Ole Miss minus 14 and a half. At home against Auburn. This is my favorite this play one. Almost on had the board. It. The public is on Auburn for some reason. Uh, there's reverse line movement on uh, Ole Miss. Uh, against Bandy, Ole Miss was down by three and a half, and they ended up still covering it because Lane Kiffin went balls out at the end of this game to cover the spread. He was uh, – he, he was – as with the clock ticking down they had so many opportunities to kneel but they didn't does lane kiffin strike you as someone interested in sports gambling by any chance does he's he aware he does definitely he... Know. he's one of those very social media savvy coaches I love and it. as a competitor you should want to cover the spread because the boosters are happy if you win but they got extra money to blow if you cover the spread and i think joey freshwater wants a wants a new cessna uh auburn on the other hand so i think i like that old miss is going to try to cover the 14 and a half auburn on their hand they're uh leading the nation because they've only allowed two pass touchdowns this year which on the surface is impressive until you realize holy shit they have allowed a fuck ton of rushing tds and uh that means especially against a team like old miss with a running game with uh 
I think it's Judkins and uh, Evans. They're both really, really good. I think they're going to run all over Auburn. On offense, Tank Bigsby has been a non-factor for the Tigers. They basically have nothing. Auburn's offensive line has been awful, and they just lost two starters last week. They lost their starting right tackle, and their replacement right guard went down against UGA. So one side of the offensive line is just going to be a sieve against a tough Barry Odom Mississippi uh, defense. I think... Ole Miss could cover this by a lot. I think Auburn's dead in the water. Finally, Capri called it. I got the Beavs minus three and a half at home against Washington State. You're giving me a night game in Corvallis and less than a touchdown? Are you fucking kidding me? How dare you? Of course I'm taking that. How fucking dare you? Uh, guys, if you want to make some money, you got to bet my four-teamer. I am red hot. You got to bet Cal minus 14 and a half, Utah State minus 11, Ole Miss minus 14 and a half, uh, Oregon State minus three and a half. Four uh, faves. And that's uh that's the winner. Uh you guys are such you guys are such <clears throat> well you guys are such bitter bitches. You cannot appreciate my success. <laughs> you... We're we're certainly gonna fact check your uh Barry Odom like I think you've mentioned him multiple times coaching uh different defenses throughout the country. He's still the Arkansas defense coordinator. He's, who's the Mississippi He does not coach for Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the Mississippi defensive coordinator? I I don't fucking know. Uh, I'm not I'm not looking this up. Is it a good defense? Maybe. Yeah. It's not Barry O though. Was he ever at Mississippi? Well, you know what? Not, fuck, not fuck. this not this decade. Well, you know what? <laughs> fuck you guys. I don't care. Maurice Crum. <laughs> I don't Maurice care who's Crumb. <laughs> well, his name is Chris Partridge, and he's he's in a pear tree. Yeah, uh, they've had so many. Uh, well, yeah, I, they he has a good defense. The point stands. I've hit my fourteen a bunch of times. Show some fucking respect, okay? Just show. Give Dude, me twice. Show me some respect. <laughs> show me some goddamn respect, okay? I demand respect. him Picks seem fine. It's not an auto fade. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Barry Odom. Oh, yeah, that's pretty bad. I think I no. I think that the best part is we mentioned him earlier in the season for another SEC team that's not Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> I know for a fact we did. It's like, oh, that's Barry Odom defense, right? Like, no, it's not. Yeah, another Mandela effect, huh? 